I am fired up. I'm fired up. This episode of Minute by Minute, colon, New York Minute. I'm your host, William Byrne, and I called it. I called it, man. I called it. Where we left off last time, Eugene Levy was really putting the pressure down on Jack Osborne's character, uh, saying, like, you could be Surgeon General. You could be a Supreme Court Justice. That's where we paused. That was the end of the minute. This minute picked up. I'm at 21 seconds into it, and he says, but you're going to end up being a piece of crap who can't even get into like a public school unless, you know, if you keep up, you know, this, this lifestyle that you live, cause you're going to get suspended from school and it's all going to go on your transcript unless you tell me where I can find Roxanne Ryan. I knew that was coming. He's going to try to utilize Jack against her, but I did not know. I didn't even make a prediction if Jack would go along with it and help him and be like his little, uh, like protege here or you know his right hand man maybe not uh maybe just give him some information like you'll find her at this place or whatever and that was it and you're gonna be the rat but jack comes through that's right her manager uh sticks by her side and he says you know you could suspend me all you want this is my jack osborne impression but i'm not a rat and i'm not telling you nothing he doesn't say it quite like that Actually, my delivery was probably a little bit less wooden and uh, like sounded like he was reading than what Jack did. Jack is, at this point, at least in his life and career, not a very good actor. And his lines sound very not not good. Uh, but yeah, that's where we are 21 seconds in. Um, I just paused as we see the Volkswagen Beetle. So we are cutting back to the Ryan sisters. All right, we are back in the Volkswagen Beetle. They are pulling into the parking lot of the train station. Roxy's driving way too fast and almost collides head on with another car. She's pulling into a parking spot and Jane hits her hard with the quip. Nice driving. Then we cut to Jane on the train. She's going to, again, I don't quite know. I assume it's Columbia to deliver her speech. And she is sitting on this train next to a man in a fancy business suit played by none other than Daryl Hammond of SNL fame. She is blowing up a giant inflatable letter or something. I, it kind of looks like an S. We don't quite know at this point at the 12 minute mark, but it looks like a giant S. Um, and it's kind of getting in Daryl Hammond's face a little bit and he hits her hard. I mean, this is, this is some punchy dialogue right here. He hits her with the, excuse me, could you not? Oh, bitch. That's right. Could you not? As in, could you not do that? I mean, come on. This guy is a professional. He's got a, you know, scowl on his face and he's got a red tie and he looks like he means business. He ain't about having fun. He's about crushing dreams and probably crushing a little tang. Tang? I don't know. The drink? Uh, I was implying like pooty tang, I guess. I don't know. This dude is not fun, though. I can see him being a big antagonist in this film, but he, since it's played by Daryl Hammond, he might be one of these, like, record producer people. I, the Simple Plan music shoot that she's supposed to, no, this isn't her, that Roxy's supposed to meet with, 
and maybe oh, there could be some identity issue here where he'll see her and be like, oh, you pissed me off on the train, and then see the sister, uh, Roxy, and she'll be like, yeah, you want to buy my CD? And he'll be like, oh, you were on the train. I'm like, no, that wasn't me, that was my sister. I don't know, mistaken identity stuff doesn't seem very likely in a Mary-Kate and Ashley film. Uh, that's a joke, in case you couldn't tell. I'm good with the jokes. All right, we'll see you in the next minute, uh, 12, to, uh, 12 to 13, not 12 to 11. Don't know how minutes work. 12 to 13 of New York Minute. Thank you for joining me as always. (laughs) 